Hey guys, it's Brad Roth and welcome to ATREpodcast.com, all things real estate. Today I want to talk to you a little bit about writing offers. You know, I've always said that enthusiasm plus passion equals sales. Enthusiasm plus passion equals sales. Always have enthusiasm and show it. You can hear it in my voice when I'm excited about something. If you're excited about something, your client's going to be able to hear that in your voice. I mean, you're ready to write an offer, right? That's exciting. So just remember, be the consummate professional. Your clients are relying on your professionalism. And one of the ways that I portray that is I call every agent whose property I showed and I say, thank you for allowing me to show the property and give them a little bit of feedback. They're going to remember you. And it's a great way to strike up a relationship with other agents. Remember, your relationship is the most important thing you have with other agents. And it will oftentimes get your clients the deal over another agent. You know, I think it's one of the most important things in becoming a superstar sales agent. You need to listen to your clients. Listening to your clients is the best way to help your clients. Remember, this is an exciting and wonderful time in their life, but all clients process things differently. Make sure that you take your time with each of your buyers and find out what each of their needs are. Before you write the offer, you've already called the listing agent and you felt them out, right? So now ask the question, hey, where do I need to be? What's going to get my clients the house? Ask them if they have any offers. Be really nice and let them know that your client absolutely loves the house and you hope that you can make a deal on the property. Don't start out by picking the property apart. A good listing agent will hear and see red flags. So they're going to start to think, oh, this buyer's agent, he's going to have a lofty home inspection list and he's going to want a big credit. So you're better off not to start out by picking that property apart. You know, if there's more than one offer and you as an agent seem difficult, you may not get the deal. I mean, encourage your clients to write a heartfelt letter with a picture of the family or do a family video, anything to stand apart from the other buyers. Make sure that your lender actually calls the listing agent, introduces themselves and says, hey, I just want to let you know, Brad Roth is a great buyer or whatever your client's name is, it's a wonderful buyer and they're such a great family and they can qualify and you're not going to have a problem with the appraisal or the loan. Really make that agent feel comfortable. It's a big part of having a really good lender. Oftentimes they can actually get you the deal. Maybe they know the agent. Maybe they've done a lot of deals with that agent. After you've spoken to the other agent and verified that the property is still available and if there's any other offers on it, then explain the contract again to your buyers and inform them about their different options, such as having closing costs. When a buyer is not cash strong, you know, they're often going to ask a seller to pay closing costs or a portion of the closing costs. Closing costs is money needed in order to close escrow. So closing costs usually consist of escrow, title, and loan fees, some other miscellaneous fees, such as certain taxes. When you ask for closing costs, you would usually say like seller to pay a certain amount, such as $10,000 of buyers recurring and non-recurring closing costs. Now, obviously the $10,000 that I stated here is a fictitious number and it can vary from transaction to transaction. But I really want you to know what that means. So if you're writing an offer, let's say for $200,000 and you asked for $10,000 in closing costs, well, then your buyer is actually paying $190,000 for the home. The seller would base their proceeds off of the $190,000.
the purchase price would show as $200,000, and then they would kick $10,000 towards recurring and non-recurring closing costs. Now, each state is different, so check with your broker and see what their correct formula is, but generally, that's what closing costs reflect in a buyer's net sheet or a seller's net sheet. Remember that you can negotiate and ask the seller to pay a lot of things such as termite, county and city transfer tax, as well as even the car in a seller's garage. I mean, yes, at least in California, you can even write an offer that includes personal property. You will see that often. You're gonna see a refrigerator or a washer and dryer included in the offer. I've actually have seen a car. <laughs> it's, uh, it's very interesting, it's crazy. But when you send an offer, be prepared to send a nice cover letter, like I said, about your client with the prequal letter and a copy of your client's FICO scores as well as proof of funds. And I know you're probably thinking, what the heck did he just say? Especially if you're new in real estate, right? Well, let's start with the pre-qualifying letter, which is just a letter from your buyer's lender that says, hey, they're qualified to get the loan and they can start the buying process. FICO scores are your credit scores that the banks use to qualify you as a buyer. In essence, FICO scores are the track record you have of how you pay your bills. Proof of funds or POF, you'll see. That's the funds you are using to buy the house. The seller generally wants to see where you're getting the funds from and that you have the money available. So look, if you present proof of funds with your original offer, this makes you and your client a much more qualified buyer, right? Your client's gonna be a much more qualified buyer if the listing agent and the seller can see that they have the money in the bank to close the escrow. You're gonna be much more appealing to work with. And as I said before, write your sellers a letter or put a video together just talking about yourself. And oftentimes, if your offer is apples to apples with someone else, your letter really may pull you through and it's a great way for buyers and sellers to get connected. Make sure that you thoroughly explain things to your client, your buyer. Remember, what comes easy to you is often very confusing to your client. And the more they understand, the easier your transaction's gonna be. Let your client know to expect a counteroffer. A counteroffer is often a response from a seller, okay? That's all it is. And it usually has little things like terms on the escrow period, companies like escrow, or in another state, it might be the attorney that's handling the process, as well as your title company. The most important item for your clients is gonna be looking at the price and if it's multiple offers. If it's up to you, make sure the terms are fair and acceptable. And when you're negotiating the price and your close, just make sure that you understand that $10,000 to a seller is $10,000 hard cash. But for instance, at 5% interest, $10,000 may be $50 a month to your buyer. So explain that when you're talking to your buyer and they go, oh, I can't afford that, that's $10,000 more. And, I, and, and just say, look, I get that, but I talk to your lender and talk to their lender and find out how much it is for $10,000 more. When a buyer thinks in terms of a monthly payment, they're more apt to come up in price. Explain that to your buyer that if it's multiple offers, that's the difference between them getting the property or not. Oftentimes, by giving a free rent back, maybe to a seller, that can put you over the edge and get you the property. So for instance, you close escrow on May 1st, but you really don't need the property until May 15th and the seller would like a rent back. 
you can say to the seller, hey, if you pick my offer over someone else's, I will let you rent the property back for free or the seller is gonna pay your PITI. PITI is your principal, interest, taxes, and insurance. So let your buyer make the final decision and then it's your job to give them the information so they can make an intelligent, sound, and informed decision. Try and anticipate the other agent's moves. Such a big deal, guys. Try and anticipate the other agent's moves. Talk to the agent. Let them know how much your client loves the property and if they pick your client that you're gonna be easy to work with, but be a problem solver. Let them know that you're easy to work with and that you get along well with others and that you're just you're not here to pick anything apart and you're in the business of closing escrows. Let them know you've prepared your client for what it takes to close an escrow. Because even if you don't get that house, that agent is going to remember how professional you are. So explain to your client there are problems in every transaction, but you're going to keep them informed of any problems that you think are going to arise. Communication helps build relationships. And remember, it's all about building relationships. Real estate and life is all about building relationships. That concludes our show for today. I hope you enjoyed hearing about all things real estate. If you'd like to ask me a question or you'd like to hear about any specific topic, you can email me, brad at atrepodcast.com. Until next time, remember, have an attitude of gratitude.